So here's our problem again. We have two square roots in the numerator, and we want to rewrite them. One thing we might try is rationalizing the numerator. Now, before we do that, let's make it a little easier on ourselves. We have two variables here and here. We have x and h. Since they told us that they're only interested in the equation of the tangent line at the point x equals 3, we have a specific point for x, so we can plug that x in. So we'll make it a little easier, and we'll get rid of that x by plugging in 3 everywhere. So instead of x, we have 3 plus h plus 6 minus the square root of 3 plus 6 all over h. So now when we simplify, we have the square root of h plus 9 minus the square root of 9. And I know it's tempting to think that these are the same thing, but this one has an h in it, so we can't combine them yet. And then we have all over h. Double check. When you plug in h equals 0 here, you're still going to get the square root of 9 minus the square root of 9. So you're still going to get 0 over 0. So we're not finished yet, but this is much better than the previous form of the problem, isn't it? When we had two variables, it was really ugly. It could still be done, but it just is a little, it's a little more complicated. So we've plugged in x equals 3. Now we've got something that's still indeterminate if we try to evaluate the limit as h goes to 0. So I want to do something with these square roots. And the thing we're going to try is rationalizing the numerator, meaning multiplying the numerator by the conjugate of itself. So the conjugate is the square root h plus 9 plus the square root of 9. So we have exactly the same thing except a plus instead of a minus. And obviously, if this had been a plus, we would have put a minus here. But since it's always a a subtraction on these limits, you won't have to ever deal with that for the time being. So we have the square root of h plus 9 plus the square root of 9. We're going to put that on the bottom, too, because if we're nothing else in math, we're fair, right? So we have the same thing, top and bottom, so that we're not changing anything. We're multiplying. In effect, we're multiplying by 1. So now we can simplify this. So in getting the slope of the tangent line at x equals 3, we want to simplify this problem right here. We have the square root of h plus 9 times the square root of h plus 9. So we're just foiling. Remember, when you square a square root, you just get, have to rewrite limit, you just get the square root times itself. So you get what's inside, h plus 9. If you'd like to put parentheses, you can. But in the first one, it doesn't matter. So we have h plus 9. And then when you multiply the last two, the the outer ones, you're going to have the square root of h plus 9 times the square root of 9. I'm going to write it this time, but you'll notice that these always clean up in a minute. Square root of h plus 9 times the square root of 9. That's the outer ones. Then the inner ones, we have a negative square root of 9. Either way, square root of h plus 9 square root of 9. And then the last one, we have negative times positive. So we have negative. And then we have the square root of 9 times the square root of 9, which is just 9. All that's going to be over h still. And I almost forgot, on the bottom, we don't have just h anymore. We had to multiply top and bottom to be fair. So I have to write in there the square root of h plus 9 plus the square root of 9 as well. 
Okay, so I almost forgot that. But that's very important. Otherwise, we're just going to get a slope of 1, which we, we really don't think it is. We think it's closer to 1 sixth. So now we have in the denominator something more interesting. Now, the numerator, I'm able to, to cancel these. And when I cancel them, I'm just left with limit as h goes to 0. h plus 9, my two inner terms have added up to 0 because they're the same but opposite signs. Then we have minus 9 all over h times the square root of h plus 9 plus the square root of 9. Now, you don't need to distribute through yet. In fact, you don't want to distribute through yet. When you look at the numerator, we can simplify. 9 and negative 9 add up to 0. So we have the limit as h goes to 0 of h over h times Now we have something that looks like what we had when we were factoring out an h. We have an h on top all by itself and another h times a quantity here. So if I substitute in h equals 0, trying to evaluate this limit as h goes to 0, I'm still going to have 0 over 0. But if I notice that this is multiplication here, and I have h over h multiplied by this thing in the denominator, then I can cancel. So... I just need to remember, though, when I'm canceling, that h divided by h is 1. And since there's nothing else in the numerator, you want to make sure you write that 1 in there. So the slope of the tangent line at x equals 3 is the limit as h goes to 0 of 1 now all over the square root of h plus 9 plus the square root of 9. And... Now can I evaluate the limit as h goes to 0? If h goes to 0, then this limit is 1 over the square root of 0 plus 9, which is just the square root of 9, plus another square root of 9. The square root of 9 is easily evaluated. It's just 3. And I have two of them added together in the denominator. So there is 1 sixth, just like we thought we saw on the calculator but weren't sure. The slope of the tangent line at x equals 3 is now proven algebraically to be 1 sixth. But we're not finished yet because we have to make sure we answered the question. The question was, what's the equation of the tangent line, not the slope? So the equation of the tangent line to the curve y equals the square root x plus 6 at the x value 3. We know the slope now, that's the hard one. Slope of the tangent line at 3 is 1 sixth exactly. And now we need the equation. y minus y1 equals m times x minus x1. We know m, we know x1. They didn't give us y1, but we can find it ourselves. y1 equals the square root of x plus 6 when x is 3. So we plug in 3 for x, and we get the square root of 9. So y1 is also 3 when x is 3. So we have the point 3, 3, and the slope 1, 6. So our equation is y minus 3 equals 1, 6 times x 
minus 3. And if we want to rewrite that, y minus 3 is 1 x minus 3 sixths is a half. And so we have y equals 1 x. And then adding 3 to a negative a half is positive 2 and a half or 5 halves. This is 6 halves minus 1 half is 5 halves. So in slope-intercept form, the equation of the tangent line to the curve y equals square root of x plus 6 at x equals 3 is y equals 1 sixth x plus 5 halves. Now looking at the graph, hopefully this will make sense. Now remember, this is just a square root function. Square root x would look like this, starting at the origin and going up like this, the top half of a sideways parabola. Adding 6 inside the square root, adding 6 inside the square root is a horizontal shift. And the way we figure out the horizontal shift is whatever would make 0 inside here. Negative 6 would make 0 when we add it to 6. So it's a shift negative 6 units, so 6 units to the left. And so it starts at negative 6. When x is negative 6, then negative 6 plus 6 is 0. So the square root of 0 is 0. So our graph starts here and goes up like this. When x is 3, let's see, to be to scale. When x is 3, we're looking at the tangent line right here. The tangent line at 3 looks like it might have a slope of 1 sixth. has a slope of 1 sixth and the y-intercept. The y-intercept is 5 halves, so that's this point right here. 0 comma 5 halves. So here's the y-intercept of the tangent line. Here's the point of tangency at the point 3 comma 3. And then the, the y-intercept of the tangent line is 0 comma 5 halves. Notice here the y-intercept of the curve is maybe the same, maybe different. I don't know. I may not have drawn it right. So let's find out. What's the y-intercept of the curve? When x is 0, y is the square root of 0 plus 6 is the square root of 6. The square root of 6 is not equal to 5 halves. And in fact, we know that it's between 4, between the square root of 4 and the square root of 9, so it's between 2 and 3. This is 2 and a half, so they are pretty close together anyway. I don't know if I've drawn it correctly, but I, I think it's probably underneath like this. And to be sure, I would check my arithmetic a little more. But for me, what, this is close enough for me to see that the point of tangency is 3, the slope of the tangent line is 1 sixth, the y-intercept of the tangent line is 0, 5 halves, and the curve looks like this. So the formula, looking, just looking at it, seems to fit the curve. Notice also what happens to the tangent line as we get closer to this point right here where the graph starts. If you draw all the tangent lines on here that you can imagine, it would be kind of messy, but you can imagine that they're going to be getting steeper as you approach this point, right? Now that's going to be interesting in the future. How steep does it get? And we're going to talk about that. Certainly the tangent lines do not exist 
to the left of negative 6. And that would make sense because this is not in the domain of the curve. Negative 7, if you plug negative 7 into here, you'll have negative 1 inside a square root. That's imaginary, right? That's not real. So you can see that the domain starts at negative 6 and then goes to positive infinity. So if our tangent lines exist, they're not going to exist to the left of negative 6 either. And it looks like they would exist everywhere on the curve over here. The question that's going to be interesting is at negative 6 itself, and we're going to talk about that very soon.